0: Hello
1: world! Hey world! Hello world! Welcome to Hello
0: World, the future is female. Hi everyone, welcome back to Hello World, the future is female. My name is Isabella, and today I'm joined by um, one of my friends, Samira. And uh, I met her in pre-med club, and I just think it would be a really interesting perspective to get someone who's still in high school, but also... I'm very ambitious and, and working towards your goals. So yeah, thanks so much Samara for taking the time to be on the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Okay, so I know that obviously we went in pre-med club, so you're interested in medicine. Could yes. you kind of talk a little bit more about what drew you to pediatrics or medicine in general and kind of why yeah. you want to go into it?
1: In yeah, so I always love being with kids. Um, when I was younger, when my sister, I have a little sister. So when I like first played with her and had her in my arms and everything, I had a lot of interest in being with children. I was like, oh, I love being with little kids. Like this is super fun to me. I They're just so cute. And I love spending all the time with them. So I feel like when my sister first came into my life, that probably drew me to spending time with kids the most. Um, in terms of medicine, I would say I have a lot of family who is in who are in the medicine medical system but and that probably was like oh maybe I can do this but I didn't have anything set until I went to a summer camp in eighth grade of my eighth grade summer I went to a program called NSLC um National Student Leadership Conference and at this program it was medicine based and they taught me so many things I got to meet with so many doctors and I was like oh this is something that I want to do this life is seems really cool. This is something that I want to take part in. So that probably was how I came to deciding that I wanted to do pediatrics and my interest in medicine and everything.
0: Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I know, obviously, we went in pre-med club. So um, it's nice to hear like you have a personal connection to it.
1: Yes.
0: I know you also mentioned that you're interested in like gymnastics and a gymnastics yes. coach. Could you kind of share more about like your favorite memory in that or a valuable lesson that you kind of used. Um, yeah. having a sport.
1: Yes. So I did gymnastics since I was in probably second grade or first grade. I joined it. So I was doing it for about nine or 10 years. And during that time, the hours of gymnastics are a lot. Um, it's like 15 to 20 hours a week, but on top of all the schoolwork, there was a lot that was going on in gymnastics. So something that I really learned from participating in the sport while managing school was discipline. And having to compete multiple weekends and coming to practice for four hours a night almost every day of the week really showed me that I need to focus my time efficiently and get my work done immediately. I feel that without doing gymnastics, I wouldn't have... All the skills I have to get all my work done as I do today, because of just how much demand is you need in the sport, but how much you still have to keep doing outside of the sport. There's just a lot that goes into it. Um, and then eventually, I decided that I wanted to turn into a gymnastics coach. So that was a really exciting thing for me. Um, when I became a coach, there's been a lot. It was so cool to see. Like, I used to be them. I used to be the little kid that was, like, doing the preschool class or doing the small skills, and someone was coaching me. So I think one of the biggest impacts of being a coach and, like, some memory that I probably won't forget because of how much gymnastics I had in my life um, was when, like, a little kid called me Coach Samira for the first time. It was just like, a really heartwarming experience to have someone call me that when I used to, do like, do the same thing when I was
0: that's really interesting like I was very curious like how did you become a coach is it through your local
1: gymnastics yes so I've been at the same gym for all my training and then eventually when I decided that you know I'm going to move on to doing more activities in school and the hours are just a lot it it was getting to I would have to go home school and that's just something that I wasn't ready to do um I decided I talked to my coach I talked to the, the gym members there and I was I decided to switch into the coaching
0: field. Yeah, no, I think that's really nice being able to mentor people. I think like showing someone who's younger than you, someone who like looks like you or isn't that far off in age, it really, yeah. really makes a difference in and yeah. like um, mentorship in general. Yeah. Um, I know that obviously you're doing a lot of activities. You do speech and debate, gymnastics. um, you're interested in medicine. So obviously, there's a demanding school schedule. Mm-hmm. Could you talk about how you kind of balance all of your activities and how you manage your time effectively or if you have any tips for people who are going into yeah. high school?
1: Um, so this is something I definitely learned over time. I would definitely say when I was joining, when I came into high school and ninth grade, I wasn't like this. But over time, I started to plan out almost every minute. I started to become very efficient. It wasn't always like this, but I eventually started to, um, I would write on, I have a little notes app and I would be like, from this hour to this hour, I'm going to do this and I have to get it done by this. And I would, I definitely have a strict agenda that I like to follow all the time. And it, it was a hard adjustment to go to that. But one of, that was one of the most impactful things for me, just to have a strict time schedule and to plan everything out almost by the hour at some cases, but keeping time for breaks, it's just a very good way for me to manage my time. And that's what really helped me.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great tip. I think from my perspective, obviously I'm a senior in high school. I think the biggest tip is just like, don't micromanage, but at the same time, like be very intentional with your time. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah. Time is
1: really important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That. Um, what's your favorite thing about high school? Like, what's a big lesson that you've learned that you are going to carry into this year and the fall? Yeah.
1: So, my favorite thing about high school is probably how much you are able to do. In high school, you're able to have time on the weekends to spend with friends, but at the same time, you have so many opportunities in school, from joining clubs, joining sports, um, joining, like, academic clubs, such as math club or tutoring other students or getting time to communicate and connect with other teachers and counselors, there's just so much opportunity available in the school. And I think I'm very lucky to be able to have all those opportunities. Um, but with all the things that I'm able to do in the school, I also learned how important it is to not waste time, because of how much that's probably the number one thing. Um, time goes by really fast. You can't waste a minute. So I just, I make sure to keep my mind on the time and not all the like not hyper-focused on time, but it's important for me um, to not waste anything. I mean, just waste and waste and not waste any time, especially.
0: Yeah, no, I think that makes sense because I feel like a big thing is just, you're always thinking of like, what's the next thing to do? Or yes. um, you're, you know, I think people in general are just, like, working, working, working that we're not very focused on, like, what are we doing today that's actually Mm -hmm. meaningful for our lives? Or how can I take advantage of today and, like, like, be intentional with it? Um, Yeah. Even though, like, obviously, you're a junior, so it's a very busy year, Mm, um, year. like, academics and all that. But I think, yeah, that's, it's even more important Mm -hmm. that you're very intentional with how you spend your time. Okay, on to speech and debate. Obviously, I know know. that you do this, and it's a very, like, demanding, busy activity, especially with Mm traveling. So could you kind of talk about how has, um, how speech or debate has really, like, enhanced your communication skills? Mm -hmm. Um, What's your favorite style or format to present, and how you kind Mm -hmm. of have gained
1: the confidence or, like, what you like most about it? yeah. Um, so I actually joined speech and debate recently, but my, I do the extent, I do um, a type of event called extemporaneous speaking. And this is the type of event where you have 30 minutes, you get three questions and you pick one of the questions and you give a speech for seven minutes. So, and the questions are a variety of things. It goes from lots of different topics. So that is my favorite style. Just because in all the other events that we have at Lake Highland and um, even events that are held at all the national competitions you don't have you hyper focus on a topic for a few months at a time while in extemporaneous speaking you get to change the variety and change the topic every time you do a round. every single time you're at a competition you change a topic eight times and you get you get so much awareness and you get to learn so much of what's happening in the world around you um but when it comes to communication skills speaking on the spot it's something that was hard for me to learn. I'm definitely still learning. I'm not a hundred percent good at it at all. But you were you start to become more careful about repeating certain statements and presenting in front of much more people and speaking on what you feel is right without being conscious about if it's correct or incorrect. And you start to become way more confident when you only have you have a certain time limit to get that confidence and go on stage and just do your best. And I think with more practice and extent I am able to improve on that a lot. Um so yeah.
0: No, I think that's great. I think um obviously like being in debate, you have to speak comfortably and I think like even mm-hmm. in this podcast, you're a really great speaker, which is nice. Thank and you. Thank you. At school, like a lot of kids are shy or like they don't speak up as much but I think there's a lot of kids who are really interested in speaking and so mm-hmm. I think speech and debate is like a great opportunity for people yes. to be able to practice that even if you know whoever listening is not a great speaker like
1: I think yeah. It's a yeah
0: way to develop that skill
1: yes and I definitely was not always I, I joined speech and debate to get that skill I did mm-hmm. not have that and I still don't have it all the way it's just it's a good way to improve on that skill and get more comfortable
0: yeah yeah So kind of continuing on speech and debate, obviously Mm -hmm. there's a big opportunity, at least in speech for advocacy and kind of infusing your own personal ideas or what you want to do in this world Mm -hmm. um, into your performance. Could you kind of share if you have like a specific thing that you're really passionate about or that you've Mm -hmm. kind of brought into your EXTEMP
1: um, Mm -hmm. experiences or something that's really important to you? So a lot of the time, exempt speeches are more what's going on in the world, like factual. But I think that whenever I get an exempt speech, a topic that's about rights and what people can and cannot do, I get really interested in it because it's something that is becoming, it can easily become limited if we don't make sure to continue the importance of it now. Um, And a lot of the time, rights and women's rights and everyone's rights need to be important to showcase at all times, because we don't know what can change in a minute. So just giving a speech on what you know, and what you can, what you can share about rights is something that's always fun to do, and able to influence a judge, even if it's just one person, you're able to influence them and their perception. And it's it's really cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's great. Um, I think Speaking of kind of your long-term goals, we've mm-hmm. talked about like pediatrics, gymnastics, debates, school. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you see these intertwining if they do at all? Or mm-hmm. um, how do you kind of see this developing in your future?
1: Yeah. So I think going into college, the skills that I learned through gymnastics, the skills, the communication skills, public speaking that I'm learning through speech and debate right now are all going to be very useful when it comes to Managing my time and everything throughout college, and I also have a very high interest in becoming a pediatrician. So I feel that after college, even I'm going to be able to use my use my care for that and really impact at the most that I can. And at the same time, even when I am at that top level, whenever I get there, it's important to still have the skills that I learned in gymnastics, like th- discipline. Um, some people. It can be hard for some people to learn that time management throughout college. So I'm glad that these skills, that these activities that I participated in can really impact how I will do in the future. Um, and along with that, something additional, I feel like even when I am, am a doctor, I'm going to have to use that public speaking skills all the time with children and their parents. And um, whenever I'm at a conference or any event, it's just going to be really nice that I had those those activities to help boost my strength. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I would definitely say like when I was like freshman and sophomore year, I really tried to take advantage of every opportunity because um, I mean, you know, even if I necessarily like wasn't going to pursue it junior and senior year, at least it gave me like some skill or every experience you mm-hmm. can learn from. So I think it is important mm-hmm. to diversify your interests in some aspects yeah. So it's nice to see that you're doing that and you turned out to be a great person. So <laughs> Thank I you recommend- so much. Um yeah, someone with like really diverse experiences and interests, obviously mm-hmm. you're very busy with your time and um and all of your creative endeavors. What advice would you give to someone who's really not sure what they should get into? Um, what might be their passion and interests and all that? Mm-hmm.
1: So I would say try everything you can. You know, there's no harm in just trying. If you don't know what you want to do, just just take a shot at it. You don't have to spend too much time. Um, just make sure you try everything that you can. And maybe you'll find something you like. For me, at least, when I went to the camp before um, high school, I was like, oh, well, I don't even know if I'm going to like medicine. It seems like a very demanding um, career and something that's going to take a lot of time. But I just like loved it so much. And I had, I had previous experience in entrepreneurship classes that we got at my school. But um, that's just an example of how I made sure to take opportunities and to do everything that I can. Um, another thing is like doing things now, a lot of people, I, I can't say that I didn't do this either, but a lot of times I am like, Oh, I'll do this later. I can wait a week. I can wait two weeks, but they never turn out to be week. It's always a week and then another two weeks. So when I'm, when I think of that, I think if I have the opportunity sign up for it now on your calendar now do it now because it's not going to hurt you and if anything you'll just get more awareness and maybe you'll find something you like even if it's after your time in high school and this is even in college or past college take advantage of every opportunity you can as soon as you can so yeah. No,
0: I think that's literally perfect. I That's like the one thing. Mm-hmm. It took me like four years to learn that. of am just doing yeah. things now. Um, I think there is something to say about like too much planning that you don't actually get to the part of doing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I would say like start like if you even have a project for a club idea or something like that. Mm-hmm no one has the full plan of what it's going to look like all worked out Mm -hmm. so just Mm -hmm. start with something like you just need one or two people and then as the program or the club develops so will you and so will your ideas and what you guys do so I would definitely say like go into something obviously prepared but not micromanaged in a sense that yeah it's all imaginary and nothing yeah has actually been done that's something
1: yeah so sometimes I find myself in over planning and overdoing things, and sometimes it's good to take a step back and just, yeah, take, go by the moment, see how see where things go.
0: Okay, and then my last question I always ask to all of the people I interview mm. is, how are you going to change the world now or even in the near future? So yeah, go ahead.
1: Okay, so right now this is a small impact, but for me it's through my coaching. When I was um, younger. I learned so much in the sport, like I talked about earlier. I, I learned so much from gymnastics. It taught me 90% of the things I know right now. It just, it really impacted me. So I'm hoping that by being a coach, I can impact all the children I'm working with right now um, and give them those tools and those skills that, they, that can help them outside of gymnastics, having the confidence they need outside of the sport and really impacting everyone they can in the best way.
0: I love that response. Um, Thank you so much, Samira, for coming on my podcast. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Thank you for having me. Bye. That's it for today's episode. Remember to stay positive, stay inspired and change the world. Bye, everyone.